It's the ayah anzala minas samai ma anta thalat audiyatun biqadariha till the end ayah number mm. 17. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about two examples according to Ibn Kathir. The first one when uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says fasalat audiyatun biqadariha. So it's saying that the water, it, it, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends rain, it goes down to different valleys. And based on the valleys, some can retain a lot of water and some can't. So it's talking about how people can hold knowledge. Some people can, some people can hold less, some people can hold more. And the second one was, uh, it taught, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about haqq and batil, like truth and falsehood. Like how uh, falsehood is like foam on the sea, hmm. how it washes away. So falsehood is like never overpowering, it always washes away, it's never true. And then truth is like ore, in which you make like copper and utensils and gold and silver. It's always sustainable, it's always overpowering. MashaAllah, that's very nice. You've been studying it, Dries. Yeah. No, no, how about you? Uh, mine would be um, Surah Ibrahim, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, really that, one page of Surah Ibrahim, though. No. Which one? The first page of Surah Ibrahim. Oh, first page of, okay. Like we, we did to the end. Which yeah. is the end? You finished the end, okay. So um, it's uh, basically, subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a recipe to become rich. And then, and then us, we're going about other ways, finding ways to get rich. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us simply that this is just merely that you be grateful for what I have given you, then I will surely increase my blessings upon you. Hmm. Second will be the um, on the day of judgment, shaitan will say to us or to his followers, that uh, the whole ayah and the whole incident. But don't blame me. Blame yeah. MashaAllah. So we finished we finished Surah Yusuf today, Surah Ra'ad and Surah Ibrahim. You completed Surah Ibrahim, mashallah. They were both very nice ayat that you guys chose. But um, I think every, we're going to speak about Surah Yusuf for a bit and inshallah hopefully can benefit, people can benefit. Take it. <clears throat> Inshallah, everyone is doing well, and everyone enjoyed the recitation by um, Hafid Noor and Hafid Idris. Um, every day at 2 p.m., they are completing the entire Quran. So I encourage everyone to continue joining and benefiting from their recitation. So today we completed three surahs: Surah Yusuf, Surah Ra'ad, and Surah Ibrahim. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, Inshallah, we'll try to touch light on Surah Yusuf for a bit because everyone wants to hear about. Ahsan al-Qasas, the most beautiful surah. Uh, inshallah, I am sure Sheikh Abdullah and Mufid Rahman will also um, dive into this surah in their evening 9.30 p.m. session when they're speaking about uh, a chapter of the Qur'an or a juz of the Qur'an. Um, I will just shed some light on it where I feel like it may be beneficial for us to understand and then there, and then hopefully summarize it within 10 minutes and the rest, inshallah, you can get tonight. So first of all, this surah was revealed at the lowest point of the Prophet Sallallahu life. And that lowest point is known as Amul Huzn at the time of, after the death of his blessed wife, beloved wife Khadija Abu Talib, 
And then right after that, the Prophet ﷺ went out to get some help from the neighboring city of Ta'if and he was pelted away by children. And when Aisha asked the Prophet ﷺ, what was the most difficult day of your life? He responded by saying the day of Ta'if. The day of Ta'if was the most difficult day of my life in Mecca. Uh, so you can imagine the, the, um, the level of hardship that he is going through. Like one thing, second thing, third thing. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Ya ayyuhal insanu inna kakadihun ya rabbi kadahan famulaqi. That you will continue to go through hardships one after the next until you actually meet me. And that is the journey of life. So to make the Prophet sallallahu to, to, to rekindle his his uh, his lamp of, of, of iman at a high level and to, to, to re-encourage him and to re-motivate him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him this blessed surah in the form of the story of Yusuf alayhi salam. Allah gave him three things. He gave him the iman of the jinn, he gave him the journey of mi'raj, and he also gave him the story of Yusuf. And that is a quick background. There can be more that can be said about this, but I think that would suffice with, the, uh, suffice with what has been said for now. Now, in Surah Yusuf, we will talk about 10 quick points. And inshallah, hopefully this can summarize a good portion of it. 10 quick points. In this Surah, we have 10 low points, 10, f- 5 low points, in this surah, we have five low points in the struggle of Yusuf salam, And then we also have five high points and five victories for Yusuf salam. So it's as if when we open up this surah and we read it with reflection and tadabbur, we're able to realize that the struggles and the victories, they matched up, right? But yes, of course, the struggles all came first. All of the struggles were piled up upon each other. It wasn't as, it wasn't, that one struggle came, then immediately after one struggle, another victory came, then one struggle, then one victory. But rather, there were five struggles, five difficult struggles and hardships that if we had to go through even one of them, it would break our back. And this child or this individual, Yusuf salam, had to go through five of them. The first of which, the first of which is his brothers betraying him and throwing him into a well. Right, And of course, they were talking about killing him until one of the brothers, Yehuda, he says, no, do not kill him. If you were to do anything, someone, a traveler will grab him. If you really want to do something, do this. The first struggle, the first challenge this child had was being betrayed by his brothers and being thrown inside of a well. For those that understand the language of Arabic, and I'll try to... Um, Hopefully, open this word up a little bit. al-jub doesn't just mean that it was a well, but rather al-jub refers to a unmade well, just a big hole. And ghayabat al-jub refers to the fact that that the lower you put him, the darker it gets, so you can't see what's going on beneath. There's and it's in the outskirts. Some say it was seventy-eight miles or seventy-eight kilometers away from the city, far out from the city. And the reason why they threw him far out from the city is so that no one from the city could grab him. And if someone from the city was to grab him, they would recognize who he is. So they went and they went, they, they tried hard to hide this child by going far out from the city and throwing him into a well that wasn't really even a well. It was just a hole, an uncooked, un, unmade well that had no bricks on it, just a big hole. And in that hole, the water would be there at times, sometimes there would be no water there. Because it was so far out from the city, people would not use it as much. It was used by travelers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that 
these people went, of course, they lied to their father and said a wolf ate this child and they threw him inside of a well. I wish we had time to go into some of the details of what they did and how they did this. Where Yaqub al-Islam's house was on the bottom of the hill. So they climbed up this hill with Yusuf on their back. And as they climbed up this hill, when the sight of Yaqub salam ended, because the hill had a decline now, they took this child from their, their shoulders and they threw him on the floor. And they started to kick him. And when he said, please help me, why are you? And this child is so confused. Why are you hitting me for? Why, why did you just turn up against me and help me? And each brother that he would go to, the brother brothers would say that, no, don't ask us for help. Rather, ask help from the sun and the stars and the moon. You saw them in your dream? Ask them for help. Don't ask us for help. And they continued kicking him and made him, forced him to walk. And some Imam Qurtubi and Imam Ibn Kathir explains that, that they, they, they actually almost broke his back. With such viciousness, they hit this child. And finally, they get to this well, they throw him inside the well. And it's interesting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say that they took him and they threw him inside and they forced him inside. Allah doesn't go into those details because the Quran is not a vulgar book. Rather, Allah just says, That when they decided to put him into a well, and then Allah continued the story. This Mufassirun say the case, this is the case because these brothers were forgiven. And some narrations even say that they also became prophets. They were forgiven. That's a weaker narration. But they were all forgiven. Since they were forgiven, Allah does not expose their mistake and their evil. That's the first, that's a that's the first loss, the first challenge. The second challenge is a separation from his dear brother bin Yamin. This is a big challenge for, for this Yusuf from his blood brother, from the mother and the father, to deal with separation from bin Yamin. And in the first challenge, you have separation from the father as well. The third challenge is, yes, he's taken out from the well, but now he's sold as a slave. And I'm summarizing this because we don't have much time. And there's so much to be said about these each of these challenges. They throw him into, he's taken out of this well. And when he's taken out of this well, he go, he, he's sold as a slave for a few pennies and a few bucks and a, 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 a few dimes. Right? Some of us don't say, why was he sold for so cheap? And they say since he was in the well for so many days, his face, his complexion had changed. So they were unable to see how beautiful this child was. And secondly, they were just scared because they knew he wasn't a real slave. So they wanted to sell him as fast as he could because having a slave at that time was a true commodity and you could make some money off it. So they sold him quickly before they get caught. So they sell him as a slave, the third, the third challenge. The fourth challenge, the fourth hardship that this youngster had to go through was the challenge of finally finding a home. And after finding a home, after being seduced by Zulaikha, having being sent off to prison, fourth challenge, right? Where he says, uh, Oh Allah, the prison is more beloved to me than these sins that these individuals are calling me towards. They're calling me towards these sins. I don't want to go there. So that's a fourth challenge. The fifth challenge, the fifth hardship that he had to deal with was when he told his friend or his or his companion that was in prison with him, when he told his companion that was in prison with him that, you know, make sure you remind your king about me. Shaitan made him forget and he continues to stay in prison for seven more years. The fifth challenge. Now, let's talk about the five victories. The first victory is that he is removed from prison and his name is cleared. Because he, he refused to get out of prison until his name was cleared. And once his name was cleared, that he did not do anything 
to Zulaykha or any of the women that accused him of um, these un unspeakable acts. He says, once the, my name is cleared, then I'll come out. And his name was completely cleared where Zulaykha and the woman said that, no, no. That now the truth has come out. I was the one that I am the culprit and he is the innocent person. He was the one protecting himself from me. It's the first victory. That after five difficulties, one upon the next, upon the next, upon the next, right? Sometimes we think that, okay, one difficulty came and now I should have ease in my life. Allah explains to the Prophet that, yes, you went through a lot of difficulty. Look at Yusuf. He went through one, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and then... Finally, the first victory came that he was removed from prison and his name was cleared. That's the first one. The second one is he is made. He is made the king or one of the main ministers of Misr in Egypt, where he is a treasurer of all of the wealth that comes in and goes out of this country. So he's made the king. He's made a treasurer. He's given a high rank from the dungeon of a prison to the peak of being a king. And this happened because he was able to connect himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this isolated moment inside of that prison. The third, the third victory is where he's finally reunited with his brother. He's finally reunited with his brother where he planted this cup inside of his brother's bag. And when they were leaving, there's someone amongst you who is, uh, who is, who is stealing something. Someone is stealing something, right? And this was a victory for him because he was finally reunited with his brother. And he told Bin Yamin before this happened, that while they were coming to get their money and their food, um, he said to Bin Yamin, in a, uh, you know, whispered to him without anyone hearing him that, hey, I'm going to do something and you'll be with me. And don't be sad. Don't be hopeless. This is Yusuf, I'm your brother, I'm still alive. So Binyamin was reunited with his brother. I know some people talk about the struggle of Yusuf being away from Binyamin. But how about the struggle of Binyamin being separated from his brother? Right? They were very close in age and they were very close in, in just generally. They were very close brothers. They were, only two, they were the only two brothers from that one mother. So he's reunited with Binyamin, the third victory. The fourth victory, and this is also a great victory where... The Prophet or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this fourth victory as well, where he says that finally, after all of this time and all of this, this struggle that is going back and forth with um, his brothers and the struggle between his brothers, he is he and his brothers come to an agreement where he forgives his brothers and there's a love that is brought back within them. There's love that's brought. There's Allah puts the love of each other back in their hearts where he says, But don't worry about it, that Allah has forgiven you and I have nothing in my heart. And these were the same words that the Prophet echoed when he walked into Fath Mecca when people were, some of the Sahabas were hoping to get some revenge. And the Prophet said, There's nothing, there's no one that's going to be harmed today, no revenge that's going to happen today. Everyone will be forgiven. And lastly, the last victory and the greatest victory out of them all was the fact that he was reunited with his parents, his father, Yaqub salam, who went on for 40 years without seeing his son. And he cried for 40 years, uh, but he never complained to anyone but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the definition of a sabrun jameel. Sabrun jameel means la shikwa li ahadin illallah, that I will not complain to anyone but Allah.
I will only turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the narration of Ibn Kathir, it's been mentioned that he cried for 40 years in sajda. And after 40 years, each night he would cry in sajda. And after 40 years, one night he said he made this, he made this, he had this discussion with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he said, Ya Allah, Allah tarhamu dhu'afi, Allah tarhamu faqri, Allah tarhamu kibra ummi. Or kibra sinni, will you not have mercy on my age, my 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 weakness, my poverty? Will you not have mercy on me? And Allah subhanahu wa taala sent down Jibril alayhi salam to tell him that there is soon to be a victory that is to come. And Allah responded that lo kana Yusuf mayitan ahiyatu lak. That oh, if they if you, if Yusuf had passed away after that dua, I would have brought him back to life because of such a beautiful dua that you made and how you asked. To bring Yusuf back to you. And the Mufassirun say the next day the news of Yusuf salam's um, shirt came, that his shirt was wiped over his face where he was blind and he was brought his eyesight was brought back. And then he goes back, he all the entire family goes to Misr and they are welcomed with a a welcoming party of for the ages where seventy thousand uh, of the of the of the army men of of, of Misr came out um, forty miles in the outskirts of Misr to welcome the father of their king Yusuf salam and Yusuf salam descended his camel or his horse and went up to his father and he took his crown off or his helmet that he was wearing and put it on his father's head and he kissed him in the forehead and this was what you call or uh, I mean I wish we you know we could flip to the pages of history and see this scene unfold where the son finally is reunited with the father after such a long period of time 40 years of being away from each other and finally being brought back together. Right? We can just imagine the emotions that both the father and the son are experiencing. But for sabrun jameel. There's no complaints except to Allah. There's no complaints but to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we have istiqbal. Istiqbal means a welcoming. The welcoming that we get when we go to Pakistan, you know, back home in Arab, in our Arab countries. Or when you come back from Hajj, our whole family comes to, to, to pick us up from the airport. Imagine... Half the kingdom of 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 Misr coming to pick you up, right, or to welcome you in, and this was the victory, the five victories that Yusuf salam was given. So the five losses and the five victories, may Allah subhanahu wa taala make us amongst those that understand that sometimes the struggle comes upon a struggle, but when the ease comes, the ease comes, the ease also come in flurries as do the struggles. May Allah subhanahu wa taala bless us with Allah we ask for ease in this world, and we ask that you protect us from any hardship and struggle. May Allah give us the understanding of, of uh, the beautiful stories that are in the Qur'an, not just limited to Surah Yusuf, but all the stories and allow us to take benefit from them. Um, this is a 10-minute recap. We, we can only cover so much, and I tried my best to cover um, the entire surah in these five struggles, in these five victories, and I hope, inshallah, you were able to benefit from them. Jazakallah khair. May Allah bless you all. And once again, uh, we appreciate you coming online. Um, and I hope you guys continue to do so until we finish the Quran. And inshallah, we'll see you all at 9:30 uh, when Sheikh Abdullah and Fidr Rahman do their daily Quran reflections. And uh, hopefully, you benefit from that as well. Jazakallah khair, everyone. May Allah bless you. Oh, yeah. Jazakallah khair for joining. Assalamu alaikum.